On February 7th of 2020, at Davies Uptown Theater, I had a chance to sit down and talk to Mercury Madzuko, the lead singer of Viralux, about the history of the band and what's coming up next for them. The last stuff that you guys put out was on Bandcamp, was it 2017, 2018, and it was demos? Actually, we have three EPs that are sort of in the making okay. right now. So we put out, actually, we released a single, uh, Calling Down the Gods, yeah, on yeah. Amazon. Yes. That was that was self-recorded okay. like and self-released. And uh, that's like a taste. Okay. You know? Um, but we have, yeah, we have three EPs right now. They're books, and they tell sort of a story. I guess just to jump back a little bit, and I know this is not necessarily the easiest of questions, but can you give a like a brief history of uh, Viberlux? Oh, um, we actually started in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, I actually came up with the idea when I was homeless. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I was playing on the street, in, yeah. like playing guitar on the street in Lawrence, Kansas. And uh, the guitarist, the first guitarist of Viberlux I met on the street, like playing on the street. And then uh, um, I was actually uh, in school for theater. And the first one, the other primary original bandmate um, was uh, in the jazz program at KU. And I met him because we were both auditioning for the same jazz band <laughs> to play guitar for the same jazz group. And then we went through a different slew of, you know, a slew of different drummers. Um, and I would say the whole thing kind of uh, was super exciting because we were just generally having our own good time of it, mm -hmm. you know. And as a result, I think it became kind of popular in the Lawrence Kansas City area because we were just super aggressive and really into having our party and the party over a number of years sort of was winding down and becoming more and more unsavory and so we had I had to take a break okay. from it it was uh, not healthy um, albeit I think people wanted to really have that around you know it was just not healthy for me in general and there's probably a much deeper story to that but it's not it's not a shortened version of the history of that's the fine it also was like sort of a coming out period for me like being in Lawrence I was marching uh, I was like marching for uh, marching <laughs> I was marching uh, marching for queer rights and like uh, involved pretty heavily with the queer community and like Viberlux is like playing a lot of shows, like a lot of benefits for AIDS research and HRC and stuff like that. And our first album, Transmission, was sort of just a dedication to everything that was glam. I'm very much interested, or not interested, but influenced more so by probably exploitation films and uh, like John Waters and Andy Warhol um, than I am any particular music artist, which is kind of weird. But my primary... I, you know, I went to school for a music composition, but my primary upbringing is in theater, you know, theatrics and stuff like that. So, I really wanted a show that had all of these, all of those cool things. That wasn't quite like Kiss, but it wasn't like really like David Bowie either. And then it wasn't. We hadn't been doing it for very long before we had like. I, oddly enough, we won best drag show from the Pitch Weekly. And I just sat there 
like the I and the van were like, well, cool, we won best drag show, but we're not drag queens. Like I've never actually professed to be a drag queen. I've never I've never actually professed to be like an ab. An, uh, I've never profet, like come like come out as trying to be uh, some sort of voice or leader in the in for trans rights or anything. Although I would say that my lyrics and music a lot of times support those themes, and a lot of the things that I write are are anarcho political. Uh, in nature, a lot of them are very feminist in nature, you know, like uh, most of it's feminist, actually. And I think that most people didn't gather that either during the time that the band was partying, that that sometimes it was a big queer message, but it was a very feminist message. But then it was also like shirking all of the uh, the message was basically shirking all of the um, male stereotypes, like what you're supposed to be in order to be a man. And Transmission was kind of a coming out album for me, like self-actualizing as a transvestite or, you know what I mean, like a queer, feminine, whatever. There are a lot of terms that we're not allowed to use anymore that were pioneered by my, by my generation. And I prefer the term queer because it incorporates everything that is not uh, gender binary. And it seems like, at least within the community, the word is still used. It's, it seems like it's more of a people outside of it looking in, like, yeah, not, not the right word to use. But Yeah, but then again, like, they didn't grow up being beaten up for being feminine their whole life. So those of us who did grow up being beaten up for being feminine as boys um, like some of us cowered or tried to alter ourselves to become more masculine and then the rest of us fought back and this was my way of fighting back Like, and uh, as time has gone on however I find that people at least in my age unless they're in specific areas aren't really non-receptive to that idea like they kind of don't care it's yeah. normalized, you know. Um, but uh, anyway, so moving on, uh, we had a break, and then I really, uh, I really kind of, the deal is, is that like Vibrolux music is sort of meant to be basically whatever turns us on, and I like a lot of different music, and so there are smatterings of all sorts of different things in one song. You might hear something that's a nod to, to uh, a nod to like the Dead Kennedys, or a nod that nods to like uh, the Misfits, or or Gang of Four, or whatever. And in the same respect, you'll hear in the same song, you'll hear something that sounds almost hair rock oriented, you know. And uh, and I think that diversity is a primary musical theme. I don't really want to do what anybody tells me to do. I'm old enough to not do what anybody tells me to do. And so I and I don't I don't figure that anybody's going to be um, chasing after somebody my age to make me a pop star. So I don't have to abide by corporate rules in regards to making music. Now, whether or not that becomes popular enough that other people decide to not abide by corporate rules and listening to music has yet to be seen. So, uh, you took some time off, and yeah, then you, kinda, yeah. you got the band back together, or something like that. Right, well, 
we we had had I had been touring off and on with uh, with Apocalypse Theater, like playing guitar and bass for some of their their tours, and I just really wanted to keep touring. I wanted to stay on the road and mostly just to perf- like I want to perform. That's it. I I love performing. I like rehearsing more than I like recording. I probably enjoy rehearsing with my band more than I enjoy playing video games or, you know what I mean, like any other type of kitsch entertainment, watching TV. I like playing live. The solos are improvised live. The thing is live. It's not, you know. So, our drummer, Ken Pillar, actually played with me on tours on Apox and actually backed me up playing songs that I wrote, like myself. And so he had actually been familiar with the music okay. for 10 years because he'd been playing playing it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Osmo actually uh, was joined when he was 23 originally. We originally had a, a Yamaha RM1X for the bass that was played by keyboardist, you know, guitarist guy. And Osmo joined towards the tail end like of that of, of Adam being in the band Adam packed up during the Bush administration and moved to France and then ended up in New York working in New York and he has a cool group if you get it if anybody gets a chance to listen to Shapes on Tape they're a really cool group um, and Adam and I are Adam Smashing and I are still in contact with each other and we all we talk about mixing and uh, and putting together projects for the future um, so anyway, so the original synth player I'm still in contact with. Uh, Lex, the original guitar, the lead guitarist, we sort of parted ways. Uh, I had differing opinions about what the band was supposed to be about. I really wanted it to be about the message that we were saying, you know, um, and not about the party, I think. I may be wrong, though. I'm, I will say I, I'm always willing to be wrong about anything. But... Um, but yeah, for me it was more about what I was trying to say and not so much about the fringe benefits of being in a rock band. Um, so, Osmo joined us, joined, uh, joined us on the Revolution Circus Tour playing drums for a while, oddly enough, yeah. And, uh, and I had kept in contact with him and there were various and sundry other versions of the band that existed um, always with the moniker Plastic Bitches attached to the band, which is a the Plastic Bitches theme actually is an allegory for shallow complaints. Basically, it comes down to the fact that in our human hypocrisy, all of us, and I, I will include myself in this, uh, in our hypocrisy, in our self-aggrandizement and self-promotion online, we often complain about things that we do absolutely nothing about and complain about things that we only want people to know that we are pious about but still do nothing to change. I'm not saying that people are complaining about plastics and then walking out of their door and stabbing dolphins in the eyes with straws, but I am saying that they're still not doing anything and those are shallow complaints. And that term actually came about as a, um, a nod to indie rock. 
in other words, you you can be on a stage crying and complaining all the time about how nobody loves you, but you're leaving with the prom queen at the end of the night, and you have a house in Beverly Hills, and you're not suffering. So what happens when you haven't suffered for 15 years, and then you have to keep playing songs about suffering? Right. Now you're you're no longer allowed to grow as an artist. You're not allowed to make new things or to expand your horizons musically or understand anything different. You can on your own time, but you're pretty much forced to stick with your shallow complaints. Right. Right. Play the hits. Yeah. Play the hits. Right. And uh, plastic bitches. And likewise, right. it's a it's a throw it it's a stone throw at everything that is what we are now it's just a different doll in another stretch it's the same doll in a different stretchy top it's the same doll painted a different color it's the same doll with a different packaging probably made in the same factory the only difference there is between them is the bullshit story that surrounds them and the reality is is that they're all plastic they're all just fake representations of real life and this is what I think we've become that's why people would rather be sitting on a couch on their phone with their cat than going to a show like because our representation of ourselves is now more important to us than actually being ourselves in public or being ourselves anywhere and I think that the media has done a really good job at making the public seem like a very scary place to be. So, moving right along. Uh, we, Osmo and I had a stint apart from one another. Uh, I was uh, trying to repair my life financially after being a wandering bohemian for 15 years. There's only so much of that you can take. And I had a wonderful time traveling all over the country, several times over on a dime, on not, literally nothing. And then I came back and decided that I wanted to put the drum. Uh, Ken Pillar uh, moved to Kansas City from Chicago. And since I had been playing with him for so long, I was like, are you involved in any projects? He's like, no, I'm not involved in any projects. like, you should be involved in a project. And he's like, yeah. And I go, well, well, would you like to be involved in my project? And he was like, yeah, I already know all the songs, so why not? I don't even have, we don't even have to rehearse that much in order to do it. Um, and in the meantime, I, I had gotten together with some other people. Like, I picked up... Uh, uh, Nicole Hobbs uh, a long time ago like okay. she was actually singing like performing with us a long time like with me um, and uh, I've known her for several years and then Simone literally is like feels like an old soul like she's been with us forever and so even in this even this incarnation of Virulux has existed for almost four or five years now you know maybe more so uh Regardless, we have versions of original members, in other words, like people that I have known for way over 10 years in the group, and I'm very happy to be playing with. It's very exciting. Any other? 
No, because my follow-up question really was going to be, what do you like? I know about the EP, but we kind of started off with that. So, you guys are working on uh, th- three more EPs and three yeah. EPs at one time, so to see. Okay. Drums are currently recorded. I'm recording guitars, and then we have to f- uh, lay vocal tracks. No, I think that's all I had. I, like, all right. I would say also, before anything, hunt down the lyrics for the songs. Go to the website, mercurymad.com. Been there a few times. Now, yeah. So. <laughs> There's a, the, the songs are based around the story, sort of, that's posted there. And actually, if you want to know sort of the story of the band, the story of the band is sort of in that, etched into that, like, yeah. yes. Hel- Hellenic uh, religious text that's on the front of the website. And it's all meant to be taken tongue-in-cheek. It's a joke at the same time. Everything's <laughs> meant, to, meant to be taken lightly. You know. Well, thank you for talking to me. Yep. Well, thank you for having me.